Hey guys, it's Brant, and I'm back with a raspy voice, and I've got my good buddy, my partner, Rick from It's All For You Demon with me. Hey. And uh, so, Rick, how you been, man? Good, how are you? Well, I've been sick. I've been yeah. sick basically since Friday, and me and you're recording this on Monday, so I've been basically sick since Friday. But I haven't felt bad. It's just this, and I know we were supposed to record this yesterday, and this time yesterday, I couldn't even talk. I video chatted you, and I could barely speak above a whisper. So uh, it's I still got some issues going on, but I figured I was going to be sounding like Peter today, and I was going to have my best raspy voice. So this is what you get. Hopefully, it's not too unbearable to listen to. So we're here today to do another The Panel Has Spoken results video, and we're doing it for Peter Chris. 1978 solo album and we had um we had 49 people on the panel and including rick and myself and going into this i really didn't know how this was going to go at all it was hard to gauge i've knew maybe one or two songs that i could say would be near the top but then after that it was a crapshoot about just which songs people disliked the least, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and uh, and that I saw that a lot in the comments. I saw a lot where people said they're all tens, or they're going to set this one out, or it's this song and everything else is a ten. Uh, people said that they played it one time forty years ago, decided to never listen to it again. So I think that Peters of all the four solo albums, Rick, I know that Jeans and Peters are often the ones that are perpetually usually picked at the bottom. Uh -huh. But I think out of all of them, that Peters is the one that really gets a bum deal on, oh, yeah. on you know, how well, how well accepted his album is. Uh -huh. What do you think about that? What's your thoughts on Peters album? Um, I was thinking about it. And the funny thing is like, Anyone who becomes a fan today, you have the entire band's catalog on your phone. So, like, back in your day, you went to the store and bought this on vinyl when all the solo albums came out. In my day, collecting the CDs, I went to the store and spent my allowance money or my paycheck money on this record. We, we actually invested money to be disappointed in this record because we pretty much everyone was disappointed when they got the Peter Chris solo album home because it's not what you expected. Mm -hmm. Having said that though, over the years I've grown to appreciate it. And I think I actually have a, a love for this album. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's, it's, it's up there for me. I, I do enjoy it. Well, you're talking about back in my day, um, I remember getting all four solo albums the day that they came out, and I remember taking them home, and I've told the story before that Peter's was the first album that I listened to, and I remember being very disappointed and being very confused. Ace was the next one I listened to because my sister was a, an Ace fan, and then Paws, and then Jeans. Um, I remember from the very beginning, there was, there was really only a couple songs when I was a nine-year-old kid that really stuck to me and have stuck to me ever since. 
Uh, and then there's songs that have, over time, grown on me. Mm-hmm. And Peter's album is not what we expected. And I've heard people say it's not a Kiss album. None of these albums are Kiss albums. They're they're not supposed to be. They're solo albums. They're not mm-hmm. supposed to sound like Kiss albums. Although Paul and Ace made the most Kiss-like sounding albums. Mm-hmm. That's just because they were being true to themselves. And mm-hmm. Gene and Peter were being true to themselves. And, fortunately, and unfortunately, th- what they are is very unkiss-like at, in their taste of music and what they want to play outside of Kiss with no expectations and no requirements of what they were going to do. They made the albums they wanted to make. Peter, Rockabilly, Ballads. I heard some people, somebody said he had too many ballads. Uh Lips, his band Lips and Chelsea, they had a lot of ballads. Beth came mm-hmm. from that era. A lot of these album, a lot of these mm-hmm. songs on here, him and Stan Pendridge, came it came from that era. Era. So he has a lot of rockabilly, rock. He has a lot of horns, jazz stuff like that, and it's stuff that people didn't expect in a Kiss album, and they hated it. But this isn't a Kiss album. It is part of the Kiss albums. That is the Peter Chris solo album. Mm-hmm. So th- it is what it is. So looking back on it now, I appreciate it more now than I did then. Yeah, so. and I and I think I I gained more appreciation for it hearing it on vinyl. I think I bought it on vinyl in college, and something with the crackles and pops. It just has that late seventies disco. Mm-hmm feel to it and and it grew on me the more i listened to it on vinyl Mm -hmm. some of the songs on here have it and we've talked about this before just in past conversations between me and you there's a lot of am radio friendly songs on this album uh there's am radio friendly songs on all four of the solo albums even aces Mm -hmm. even paul's uh and we've talked about those in, in in past and we'll talk about those in the future so, first of all, we want to get into the panel. I want to talk about you guys. I had somebody say, they commented, yay, my name was mentioned in a YouTube video. So I thought that was really cool. And this stuff's printed really small, guys, and I'm blind. Plus, me having a cold has messed with my whole head. It's made my vision kind of blurry. So I'm going to be doing one of these to read this, so don't laugh at me. Um, I could always put something up over my face. but um, So we have Rick and myself. It's be easier to take my glasses off. From Facebook or from Instagram, we have AJ Zetro, Gregory Peck, AJ Zetro, 1975, and Gregory Pegg. From Twitter, Tom Dust, Dave Cranston, Bob Nash, Aladio, Jack Skellington, Bree Life Eternal, Yerby Pooty, Where's Drago, Luis Fernando, Jason H., Bill Sharp, and from YouTube, we have Emily Graziano, Gabby Francis, John B. Good. Lee Gerstman, Man With No Name, The Matthew Smith, John Howard, although he chose not to vote, he's still on the panel, Jay Reed, That Toy Bonnie Guy, George Doley, Les Wadley, Joel Pegg, Mick C, Kiss Carolina, Hard Rock, Metalhead, Jeremy Kimona, Trevor Bullock, Dark Light, Tom S, Two Gay Dads, Jay Lee, Vapor Man, Chad Casey, Indy Colt 777, Kiss Crazy 80, Young and Wasted, Sublime, Greek Freak, 
Travis Mulgard, Rick R., Mikhail D., Perpetual Art. A lot of YouTubers, guys. YouTubers are all over it. And SuperKiss1200. And from Patreon, we have BizBag1978. Our, 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 I'm sorry. We have from Patreon, BizBag68. So that is the panel. Now, what is the panel's thoughts outside of their votes <laughs> on this? Uh, there were many. Um, and I'm going to kind of skim through these, but we ended up having like two pages worth of thoughts. But I'm going to skim through these. Emily Graziano, the trick of this record is not to think about Kiss. Take it for its musical content as it is. I fully agree. Gabby Francis has always found that I always liked Peter's solo album because it was different and he played what he liked. Even though it does not sound like something that Kiss would sell, it shows there is a difference between all four original members. I agree with that statement too. Uh -huh. John B. Good, this has become my favorite solo album. It's grown on me when I was a kid and up into my early 20s. It was Aces when I started really listening to albums. I found that I, there were a lot of great songs on this album. They just weren't Kiss songs. I agree. Lee Gersman, I actually like Pan I actually like Peter's solo album more than Gene's, even though I have mixed feelings about the ballads. I generally can listen to them now, but if I have to, I usually skip them. Back when I first had the album, I knew I might like it. I knew I might like some of it and pretty much hate other songs. In my opinion, he could have put five songs on one side called the listen side and songs on the other side called the cat box side. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Smith says, My least favorite of the solo albums still has some good tunes. The album definitely has a sound reminiscent of Bob Seger and the Doobie Brothers. Jay Reed says, I listen to this I listen to this and think 70s light rock commercial. It's Peter Chris, not Kiss. I appreciate it more because he did his own thing. I agree. That Toy Bonnie guy said there's something about Peter's album that just makes me enjoy it so much. And I can understand I can see that coming from uh, Toy Bonnie. Les Wadley says this album has always been my least of the favorites. I'd say about five years ago I had to take a three-hour drive to a show so I brought some CDs. This was one of them. I played it like five times. Now it's above Gene's for me. Joel Pegg says, like Gene's album, not what I expected. At first I didn't care for the album. Over the many years it has grown on me. I love the sound of the 50s style on the songs. Easy Thing reminds me of John Lennon. I Can't Stop the Rain sounds a little like Alice Cooper. Overall, very good album. Darklight says not a bad album all in all. I do not play songs nine I do not play songs eight, nine, ten on my list. I always skip them, but I respect them. Tom S says, depending on the day, this is my favorite of the four KISS albums. Or it's my least favorite, LOL. I have mixed emotions about all four solo albums. Jay Lee says, Oh boy, shake my head. This is I'm gonna be honest with you, when I got this album. Years ago, I remember setting the needle down and listening to myself and said, what the F? Sorry to say, don't get me wrong, this is one out of two Kiss albums that are very clean and mint condition simply because I don't play them very often. Vaporman says, this was the only solo album I was late to the party on. Though I owned it, I knew the other three very well. I actually never listened to Peter's until around 1988 when I was 16. I remember being shocked how laid back and mellow the songs were, not to mention the production direction. Not at all what I expected. 
Chad Casey says his recollection was that it was Rockabilly one. Kiss Crazy 80 said, I want to start by saying being a Peter fan today and having him as a favorite member. Peter is always my favorite, still is, although Ace's LP at the time was my favorite. Peter is now my favorite. Young and Wasted says, I was never really a fan of this record. I really only like one of the four on my list. Sublime 130 says, this is the solo album I've listened to the most of the four 78 solo albums. I actually really like and love this album. Greek Freak says it's one of those albums you play when you've overplayed the rest of the catalog. Travis Mullard says not quite sure what to say. It's not horrible, but not great either. Rick R. says this album is horrible. Freshly released in 1978, my second year in college, I bought Peters and Aces together with all intentions to record the cassette tape play in the car. I think he ended up sitting went to say that he ended up not recording it. Perpetual Art I Can't Stop the Ring reminds me of Badfinger's song, I Can't Live If Living Is Without You. I kind of see that. Um, AJ Zetro says, This is the album I hated so much that I destroyed it as a kid. I could see that. Deuce says, Yeah, I'll pass on this one. Kudos to Peter for making an album that he wanted to make. Jack Skellington says, It's an acquired taste. I got it for Christmas the release year, and it just stuck. Besides, I'm pro Peter Chris, Sean Delaney, and Vinnie Poncia. Most fans are not. So, oh, we got we got a couple more here on the third page. Zandon Black, all track all tracks are ten. Where's Drago says listening to this album is a struggle. Rocksteady nineteen seventy six says nineteen seventy eight Peter Chris solo album, which features Stevie Luthaker, is my third favorite Kiss solo albums. Jeans being the fourth. And lastly, John Schaefer says, I haven't listened to this album in 40 years, and I won't venture to think about why I haven't, except that it's all horrible. I'd rather listen to the audio from Gene's sex tape, but only under court order while detained by ISIS. I don't think he likes it. Uh, that that's, that's bad. That is bad. So like I said, um, but let's get to the songs. We've got 10 tracks. The panel's all over the place on this one. And there wasn't any track that definitively pulled away from each other. There was one. There was a couple songs that was separated by one vote. And I will tell you this. This is how there was no separation. I thought there was going to be one song that was, like, loved more than ever, more than any of the others. Uh And the rest of them are going to be in. It turns out, I was the opposite. There's one song that is flat out hated by most, and then songs nine through one, there is less than a 100-point difference Mm. between all of them because everybody's just picking the best, their best of the worst. They're picking their one favorite, and then everything else is down. Mm. So it made for very interesting results. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, so number ten, Rick, what did you predict that the panel would choose for number ten, and I why? Said, if you think, I said the panel was going to choose tossing and turning, and I, I just think it's a horrible, horrible song myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine the band hated playing this on the Dynasty tour, mm-hmm. but. I have a feeling the panel chose this as number 10. Okay. 
I had a hard time with my predictions. I had a hard, I'm going to be honest with you. I had a hard time removing my own feelings from the predictions this time. I sure. wanted to still predict my feelings. So I had a really hard time, but I, I think I did pretty good thinking what everybody else would think. And uh, which I do my predictions before I start compiling the list. I do my list before I see your list. So, you know, we we'll see what happens. Uh, my prediction for number 10, I predicted that the panel was going to choose Kiss the Girl Goodbye. And the reason why I felt like they would choose Kiss the Girl Goodbye is because it's one of those AM songs uh-huh. And there is absolutely no drums, just percussion, and it is too flaccid. And I uh-huh. think it is the 180 opposite of what everybody expected. They were expecting Black Diamond and, you know, Hooligan and songs like that. And they got songs like Kiss the Girl Goodbye. And so I just personally think, I personally thought that that's what they were going to, that they were just going to, rape kiss the girl goodbye and and just throw it to the wolves mm-hmm. so what the panel chose with a hundred with just now you gotta think this is out of 49 people just 147 points is kiss the girl goodbye so oh. i was right i was right nobody I, picked nobody picked this song as their favorite i love this song Everybody trashed this song. Uh, but now, so where did you pick it? And I'll tell you where I picked Kiss the Girl okay. Goodbye. I, I picked it. as So the Peter solo album is a lot like Gene's for me. One through five of my own picks are all pretty much number ones, but I had to rank them down. Mm-hmm. I picked Kiss the Girl Goodbye at number four. And I, I love this song, and I love it because it has that AM radio vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a uh, Kool-Aid commercial on my channel, and for Peter's Kool-Aid, I did this song. And I, I just love this song. It's it's so cheesy. It's so 1978, a girl with a transistor radio. And I, I'm a softie. I love it. Mm-hmm. So it's number four. You picked this as number four. I kind of agree with you on my favorite songs on this album. You could pretty much, I agonized. I told you how I, I listen, I've I been listening to these, and I make a little list on my phone, and I'll listen to, and I'll mm-hmm. slide one up or down, one up or down. You get inside the top five, especially the top four on this album for me, it's like I want all the top four to be number one. And I just had to really get out a microscope and figure out in order to figure out one through four. Yeah. But I'm in the boat with you on this one, man. I picked kiss the girl goodbye as my fourth favorite track on this album. I love kiss the girl goodbye. It is everything that Peter wasn't before this album, Mm -hmm. but this is a very intimate side of himself that he showed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to dare to sing like I usually do. But the part where he goes, we've been apart so many times before. I love when he goes in that little falsetto. I love that. I yeah, love I it. Just, I just got goosebumps thinking yeah. about it. I love that this is a drummer's album and he has a song that there's no drums in it. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, it's just got a couple little, it's got a tambourine, a couple little hits on the hi-hat. Good, great harmonies. Uh, and it's one of those that doesn't seem to get too long at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Gene's solo album. Now, Peter has a couple on his album that does that for me. But this one doesn't. This one's good from beginning to end for me. So, yeah, Kiss the Girl Goodbye. And I love that he incorporated the name Kiss into it. And even on the album, it's in the it was in, it was in the Kiss logo. So, that's great. So, me and you are off to a good start as far as where we're at on this album. <laughs> the next song at position nine jumped way up above ten. So, um... So it kind of separated itself. Like I said, these next ones, there's not much separation between them. So <clears throat> what it? So what did you pick that the panel would predict for number nine? I said the panel was going to pick Rock Me Baby. Okay. I could see that because the whole rockabilly and it's got a lot of horns in it. You know, mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, me... I went, I I dipped back into the well of how flaccid of a, what what all flaccid song does Peter have on his album? Because I think he could have got away with one ballad. He kind of got away with one Beth, but not more than one is what I thought. That was my thinking going into it. And Mm -hmm. so I knew everybody was going to have their personal favorites, but I was trying to think as a whole so I predicted that for the for position nine that the panel was going to choose Easy Thing. Mm. It's another really soft song. It doesn't really build until the very end, toward, toward about middle way towards the end. Um, so I just thought it was going to be Easy Thing. But the panel, with 262 points, chose as number nine... That's the kind of sugar Papa likes. <laughs> and oh, I just hate saying point. the name. I hate to saying the name because that it's like that long on the back of the album. So, but it's, and it's so weird. <laughs> the song's about heroin. That's so bizarre. Yeah, to think about. Um, four panelists: Bizbag sixty-eight, Indie Colt seven seven seven, Tom S, and Matthew Smith pick this as their favorite. Matthew Smith. Matthew Smith. Oh, what's this, wrong with you, Matthew? <laughs> pick this as his favorite. I'm joking. <laughs> so we gotta give him a hard time. You know, if uh, you've been on if you've been on this screen with us before, you're you're inaugurated into getting a hard time. Uh me oh I'll go this time. I picked this one as my tenth. I hate this song. I hate it. I mean, well, no, 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 no. I won't say I hate it. I don't hate any songs on Peter's album. Let me take that back. I dislike this one. Like, it's almost guaranteed a skip. Maybe every other time. I'm just not a big fan of it. Yeah. To me, it's, it's like I said, my one through five are my, I love one through five. And so I just put this at six because I can tolerate it. But the title's too long, and it just, uh, I don't know. It just does not do anything for me. It's very skippable, but I will listen to it. Yeah. It's one of those songs that kind of gets long in the tooth at the end, too. 
because mm-hmm. he just keeps keep keeps repeating that's the kind of sugar papa likes with the background singers doing the drives me crazy mm-hmm. yeah all right so number eight what did you predict the panel would choose at number eight and yeah this is just a huge stab um hooked on rock and roll Don't rock I, and roll. I, I, I didn't know I didn't know where it would fall among people's taste, so mm-hmm. it just kind of landed at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this was a very difficult album to mm-hmm. predict. Uh, for number eight, my prediction was I think me and you were kind of thinking in the same lines of okay, what what is he rocking out to that people may be like, meh, you know, good try. Um, so for eight, I predicted Rock Me Baby mm. is what I predicted. And what the panel chose at number eight with 263 points, one point. <laughs> like I said, that, some of these are that close. One point above, uh, that's the kind of Sugar Papa likes. The panel chose at number eight, Easy Thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh and and that really really disappointed me because I like Easy Thing. Uh, nobody picked this as their favorite. Nobody. And I'm gonna go ahead and tell you say before you say yours. I picked this as my second favorite song on the album. And up until the day that I finalized my list, I was flipping back and forward between song one and song two. And then finally, I was just like, you know what? Easy things of 1.5 in my book, or you know, 1.1. I had to numerically put it at two, so uh, it's my second favorite song on the album. I love Easy Thing. I 100% agree with you. I put it at number two. I absolutely love this song, and when they include this song in Attack of the Phantoms, mm-hmm. and Melissa's like searching for Sam and they're playing this song in the background. I melt like a little girl. This song is so good. Such a great love song. Mm-hmm. And uh man, his his voice. My number one through four my number one through five picks are all based on his voice on this record. Yeah. Such a great voice. Yes, once again I'm not gonna dare sing it, but when he does that when it's coming into the chorus, when you find the love, when you know it's real. That 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 the way he does it, and then whenever he just breaks into the chorus, when he says "Love is so hard," when he's really oh gosh, you hear yeah. his voice up there, he's really pushing it, and you feel like the pain in his voice. Uh-huh. It's awesome. The only thing that I ding this song on is if it if it didn't have this one element, and you probably love it because I know that me and you like a lot of the same things, but then you go a little more gooey sometimes <laughs> on me. Or a little more AM radio sometimes on me uh, is towards the end when he builds in and whenever the background singers come start coming in going to love so easy you know and they're and love is so easy to lose you know it's like that kind of mm, what could you have done different but before mm. that the meat of everything that's before that I adore. I honestly adore it. So, um, but yeah, easy thing, man. I hate to see easy thing so low. I mean, I hate to see it out of the top five. For me, it's definitely top one, two material. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So now we are up to number seven. So what is your prediction for number seven for the panel? Again, this is a dartboard pick. A lot of the panel stuff is. I said, I'm going to love you. Okay. My prediction was I thought they were going to choose for number seven. I thought they were going to choose hooked on rock and roll. Mm. I, it was kind of like, kind of like I predicted rock me baby. I thought that they may take one of the other rockers and stick it kind of subpar. Yeah, you rocked out, but you fell short. But the panel chose with 273 points, um, 10 points above easy thing, the panel chose Rock Me Baby. Um, Four people, Jack Skellington, Luis Fernando, Lee Gershman, Sublime 130, picked this as their uh, number one. And for me, personally, I picked this as my number eight. It kind of falls down mm-hmm. low for me. So yeah. what about you? I picked this at number 10. This is just the one that always falls to the bottom for me. I never never got into this song. And uh, yeah, just uh, the bottom of the barrel for me. All right. So one position out of the top five. We're at, we're at number six. So... What did you predict that the panel would choose for number six? Kiss the girl goodbye. Okay. Number six choice for the panel. Why'd you think why'd you think it was gonna be in the middle kinda in the middle there? Because the, there's there's certain tracks I thought the panel would absolutely love and I'm <laughs> I'm obviously wrong so far. But uh this is just one of those kinda kinda ballady songs that I just thought was going to be down down low. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I predicted for number six that they were going to choose That's the Kind of Sugar Papa Likes. Um, I kind of thought that they would like That's the Kind of Sugar Papa Likes a little better than they did. I don't know why this was really difficult to pick as far as what the panel was going to go for. Um what they actually did end up picking with 274 points, one point above. Like I said, there was a lot of one-point separations. One point above the number seven spot. They chose at number six, Tossing and Turning, which I surprised to see Tossing and Turning up that high, honestly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Three people... I- Three people, Young and Wasted, Joel Pegg, and Mick C, picked this as their favorite. Hmm. So where'd you pick uh, Tossing and Turning, and what do you think about it? <laughs> it's number eight for me. It's not It's not the lowest on the bunch, but it's, it's such an odd song to choose as a, uh, a cover song to do. Um, I mean, it... it I, it's Peter's style, but, and maybe I just, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I just remember watching this in 
like the dynasty tour like bootleg tapes and this song was such a strange song to hear live for the band and it just it made me not like the album version and i know that's i shouldn't have brought that into this but uh yeah it's just a it's an odd odd song to have i mean i even liked um then she kissed her more as a cover song than this, but it's it's Peter's style. I get it, but it just doesn't work for me. Okay. Uh, I chose "Tossing and Turning" as my number five song. Um, I really like "Tossing and Turning," and I get why Peter did it. Um, because this is his style. It's that fifties mm-hmm. rockabilly, and he took the original. And he, if you go back and listen to the original, he made it his own, and, but he kept some of the elements. He kept the do-do-do-do, which I think is essential to the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is not a Kiss song. This should not have been played on the Dynasty Tour. I know that they picked songs, but there's, I think there are, I don't know which one exactly it could have been, but there's other songs that Peter could have done off his album uh, than than this one mm-hmm. i think this would have been this was a bad choice to do live but me personally uh, i look forward to this song when it when it starts and he's got some pretty cool fills in it and i love that part in it and when it comes out of the saxophone solo he he's doing that the clock downstairs was striking three and that little mm-hmm. drum feel he's doing during that time it's actually pretty cool uh so I, I just like this song. That's why I chose this five. Okay, so that brings us to the top five. So what do you think that the panel is going to choose for number five? I thought it was going to be That's the Kind of Sugar Papa Likes because I thought that the panel was really going to like that song. Well, <laughs> you ready for this? Uh, <laughs> no. I predicted that they were going to uh, choose uh, Don't You Let Me Down. Because mm. I think Don't You Let Me Down is a... It's one of the songs I've heard a lot of people say they really like off this album. I've heard people say this is their favorite song off the album. And it is definitely that AM uh, love song quality, especially with that little keyboard he's got in there that just screams AM. You kind of hear mm-hmm. it doing its little bling blings in the background, and the and the woo woo background singers. Uh, so I just thought, but it's not. I'd heard enough people say that they liked this song to know it wasn't going to be too far down the list. You know what I'm saying over mm-hmm. time. So, but get this. Position number five is only one point above position number six. And it was it's crazy. Whenever I was adding all this up, I'm like, "This is crazy mm-hmm. that they're so tight together." Uh, but at number five, with two hundred and seventy five points, the panel chose "Don't You Let Me Down," mm. which I was happy with that mm-hmm. because six people: Greek Freak, Jay Lee, two gay dads. George Dully, Bill Sharp, Brie Life Eternal, they all picked Don't You Let Me Down as their number one song. Me, 
I pick Don't You Let Me Down as my number three. I love Don't You Let Me Down. Love it. Great, 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 great song. I love it. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Mine is number three as well. Um, Brett from Two Gay Dads lives two houses down from me. And uh, I remember the night he got one Christmas Eve, he got the entire Kiss catalog on CD, like every CD for Christmas. And uh, I remember listening to Peter Chris's solo album in his in his house, him, my buddy Dan, just going through all those CDs. And I remember we played Don't You Let Me Down a lot. And uh, always one of my favorite songs. I love, I, I used to love to sing this song all the time in my younger days when wanted to be in a band and all that. And it was such a fun song to like warm up your voice to or just mm-hmm. kind of try to get that rasp. And, oh, man, such a great song. So number three for me. I love it. Number three for me, too. It has, like I said, I love his vocal delivery on this. I love the background singers on this. I think they're perfect. Everything about this song just about hits perfect with me. Even Mm -hmm. the keyboard. I'm okay with that because it fits. And uh, there's so many vocal phrases in this that he sings that I love. I love the words to this song. And I love that part where he says, sure took hard times to bring me down. Uh, The way he sings it, you just hear his voice just vibratoing and everything. I've heard Gene and Paul say that Peter has a great voice but can't control it. And I don't know how many takes it took to get Peter's vocal performance on this album. I don't I'm not privy to that information. I know that just from what I've read in some biographies and stuff, I've never read the the solo album biography from Jillian Gill. I want to get that and I want to read it. I may pop it up in here in between us to give Jillian a little bit of advertising for his book. Jillian's a great guy and he writes great books. Um, This has been in my Amazon wish list for the longest time. And I've not read, I've not bought it, so I've not read it. But I want to get his making of that and or his uh, book of the making of the solo albums and of the elder. He mm-hmm. I want to get both of those. But um, I'd heard that Peter was in really bad shape. He'd been in an accident. He only played drums on some of the songs because his hands and wrists were broke. Uh, he was in the back seat, and uh, also the rumors that he was really coked out at this time, and that he was real unfocused and he was very difficult in the studio. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not privy to that. I've not actually read the books, so I could just be speaking out of my ass about it, but it makes sense. I mean, it, it makes sense to me because Peter and Ace were off the rails at this time, but Ace managed to make a pretty good damn solo album. And I think mm-hmm. Peter made a good solo album for, for him. That takes us to, the top four. What do you predict for number four for the panel? I thought I thought the panel would choose You Matter to Me mm-hmm. because the ones I thought the panel would choose above it, this is, you know, like a 70s disco song. So I thought, well, it's not going to be at the top and it's not going to be at the bottom. So it's kind of right there in the middle, mm-hmm. panel-wise. I predicted that they were going to uh, choose at number four, I thought they were going to choose Tossing and Turning because mm-hmm. I thought 
my mentality was I knew a lot of people didn't like it, but they did play it on tour. So I thought people would have some exposure to it and maybe have the opposite effect to what it had on you. Where, <laughs> you know, hey, tossing and turning, you know, oh, I saw that on the tour. Uh, so that's what I thought. Um, so what the panel chose at number four, for what the panel chose at number four, with 279 points, four points above number five, they chose, believe it or not, Hooked on Rock and Roll, which surprised me. That, I was like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, Hooked on I Rock agree. and Roll this high? <laughs> uh-huh. But Hooked on Rock and Roll, only one panelist, Les Wadley, Picked it as his favorite, but there was a lot of support. I even went back and checked. When something like that happens, it's almost like there's a recount in the voting process. And I'm going up through making sure I hadn't double-digited somebody because I have a spreadsheet that adds all this up. But it was right. It shocked huh. me. Um, so where did you pick uh, Hooked on Rock and Roll? Hooked on Rock and Roll is number nine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I never liked this song. And for the life of me, I can't think of the song. What's the song off of um, Monster that Eric Singer did? Kind of like the the throwaway Peter song they wrote for him. All, for the, the, all for the love of rock and roll? Yeah, has the Mr. Speed riff. Yeah. It, it's almost like, Kiss tried to rewrite this song for Eric Singer to me. I've always thought that ever since I heard the Monster version, the Eric Singer song. I just, this song, I don't like the, I get the story and it's very cool and it's kind of an autobiographical song. I get that, but it just, I just don't like it. It's very low on my list. Number nine. Okay. Hooked on Rock and Roll falls at number seven on my list. It's one of those that it's, it's, I don't hate it. It's got uh-huh. some elements I really like about it. Uh, and Peter sings really good in it. It's got some piano in it. It's got a crap ton of horns in it, uh, which his whole, al- his whole album has a crap ton of horns in it. But uh, yeah, it just kind of falls. Near the mm-hmm. bottom for me, it's number seven. Mm-hmm. All right, so top three. Top three, we actually break into the 300s. There are no above 400 on the voting today, kiddies. <laughs> um, one, two, and three are all in the 300s, and there's only 25 points separating number one from number three. So... Uh, and like I said, the number one didn't like run away with this thing like I thought it was going to. It, it just didn't. Uh, but anyway, uh, what did you pick? What did you predict that the uh, panel was going to choose for number three? I thought it was going to be Don't You Let Me Down. Okay. I thought it was going to be You Matter to Me uh, because it's it's one of the singles. It was mm-hmm. the first single, and I just thought it would be just because of its notoriety, would be uh, this high up. Um, 
And so what the panel picked at number three with 301 points is I'm going to love you. Which doesn't surprise me. I knew mm-hmm. that was going to be somewhere in the top three. I mm-hmm. thought it with at least within the top five. Um, <clears throat> I actually predicted it higher, but six panelists: Michael D, Travis Mulgard, Chad Casey, Jay Reed, Dave Cranston, Gregory Peg, Gregory Peg, picked this as their favorite. I'm gonna love you uh, as my sixth favorite on. Um, the album. So what about you? Where did I'm going to love you fall for you? I'm just one behind you. I chose at seven. Okay. Um, personally, I, it's a good song. It's just not one of my favorites. Uh, the rain or come shine part always just kind of, eh, yeah, I can just kind of loses me there. Yeah. Great vocal performance by Pete on this, mm-hmm. on this song though. He does really good. Yep. And this is one that kind of gets long in the long in the tooth toward the end for me. It's got a great, it's got a guitar solo, and you know when you when you can get guitar solos on this album, you yeah. kind of need to take it. It's got a mm-hmm. really good, really good solo on it. But yeah, it kind of fell out of the top five for me because my the ones at the top for me are just so strong. Okay, so we are now up to number two. So, what do you think, Rick? I thought the panel was going to choose Easy Thing, which I was dead wrong on that. Yeah. But I, I thought Easy Thing was going to be way up there. Yeah, I thought Easy Thing was going to be way down. That's why I, I picked it down low. Um, I predicted at number two that the panel was going to choose I'm Going to Love You. So, I mm. thought they would choose that one just a little higher just because it was the it was the 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 release the single mm. mm-hmm. uh but with 216 points 15 points above number 3 with 316 points the panel chose at number 2 you matter to me mm. um seven panelists uh Aladio Jason H Emily Graziano Kiss Crazy 80 Rick R Super Kiss 1200 and one more picked this as their favorite. So where did you pick this, Rick? As my number one favorite. Mm-hmm. This song has that wonderful John Travolta fever, 1978 disco synthesizer. <laughs> I absolutely love it. This song puts me in such a good mood. Oh my gosh. This is this is disco like cheese skate skating rink roller rink fun and i absolutely love this song <laughs> me and you talked about this before we've talked about we've talked about uh this song off camera in our conversations and i mean this song loses me in the first measure it, <laughs> it goes it goes and I'm like, oh. that's the best. <laughs> and even though you matter to me, and that's why, that's why you still matter to me. It's like, yeah, this is nine for me. This is one of those songs. It's just, I'm just like, oh man, I just can't take it. 
Um, but I don't hate it. Like I said, I don't hate it. I don't really hate any song on this album. Yeah, I've I'm listened to this album many times through all the way through. It's just I'm getting through some of the songs to get to songs, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's the cool thing. That's why me and you are friends, that a song that could be at number one for you can be at number nine for me, and we still find the common bond in between mm -hmm. us. So that's what I love about it. Yep. Song for everybody. Okay, so... If you've been playing along at home, you knew, and you probably knew at the beginning of this video before it even started, what number one was going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Rick, what song did you not only not only did you predict, but did you know was going to be the number one song? <laughs> I can't stop the rain. I can't stop the rain is is what I predicted as well. Yep. Uh, Seventeen panelists. Uh, got all together and formed their own little gang <laughs> and scored I Can't Stop the Rain at number one with 326 points, but only 10 points above number two. See, no mm. real big, huge uh -huh. breakaway. But those 17 panelists that are guilty are Matt Yucci, AJ Zetro, 1975, AJ, Tom Dust, it's the Twitter gang. Tom Dust, Bob Nash, Where's Drago, uh, Yuri B. Pewdie, John B. Good, Gabby Francis, Man With No Name, The Toy Bonnie Guy, Kiss Carolina, Hard Rock, Metalhead, Jeremy Kimona, Trevor, Trevor Bullock, Dark Light, Vapor Man, and even Perpetual Art chose this as their number one song. And me personally, I chose this as my number one song. But this song battles with Easy Thing and battles with um, Don't You Let Me Down. These songs, you they're basically constantly fighting for my number mm -hmm. one position. Those three songs are. Yeah. So where did you I, pick this, Rick? I put it at number five. But like I said, my number one through five are all number ones for me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my gosh, if, if anyone ever says... Peter Chris can't sing, play them this song. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. The man's voice in this song is so good. And earlier in the panel comments, somebody said Alice Cooper. And I have always thought Peter would be excellent at singing Alice Cooper ballads. And kind of has like an, a Cooper feel to it to me. Mm -hmm. Um this, and this whole album has a rainy day vibe mm -hmm. to me. Yes. So this is the perfect song. Yes, this definitely is a rainy day album. Definitely for the yeah, most part. I, it definitely is. I always think Saturday Night Fever, the the TV show Good Times. It, it's so this album is so New York. Mm -hmm. And oh, This is man. New York. Yo. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's so, this I can't stop the rain. It's such a good song. I always loved that at the beginning. As a kid, it always fascinated me hearing stuff that went on. Like if they actually started, they let you hear the count to a song before they uh -huh. started singing or after it went off. I was one of those kids that the fade outs on some of these 70 albums are so long. And I always used to sit there with my headphones on 
And, and as the song went on, I would turn it up and turn it up and uh-huh. turn it up till it got to the very end. Because I wanted to hear, because sometimes you would hear the craziest shit at some of the end, the very uh-huh. end of these songs. And and then you do that with Destroyer, and it scares the living bejesus out of you when that, that rock and roll party thing comes in. Yeah, um, yeah this, I love this song. Uh, I love it from This Is New York, yo. And mm-hmm. then the keyboard, and uh, then when he finally starts singing, the way he comes in with that, Night Falls on the City. Oh, God, it's and, just and- so good. And can't you just picture him in like a dimly lit studio with a cigarette in his hand? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's, yeah. it's just so, so perfect. Wait, wait, just some of the vocal stuff he does. To see if you're still there. You know, mm-hmm. the way he drops it off. Would you mind if... I mean, he's just like, oh, it's just so good. So good when he, you know... Now, I think... And and I remember this song when I was a kid when he says it takes a witch to curse that GD sky. At oh, the very yeah. end of it, and I was like, "Oh, wow, yeah. wow!" Peter done gone, but dropping what beyond dropping the f bomb, he done took the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> it always tripped me out. Yeah, so man, that's it for Peter. Um, you got any final thoughts on Peter on the solo um, album or on the results? <laughs> well, the the results made me feel like. Um, I am a softy, and I, I enjoy AM radio hits more than the average panelist. But the Peter solo album is one of my favorites. I The, the order I listen to the solo albums is Gene, Peter, Ace, and Paul. And Ace and Paul are usually a tie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I listen to Peter so much. It just has a good feel to it. And it it's one of those kind of put me in a good mood records. And it's maybe because I'm a softy and I, I enjoy AM radio hits, but this is a lot of fun and hard to choose what the panel was going to predict. It definitely was. And I've told you before that I listen to the, the solo albums in a certain order too. I usually, when I listen to them, if I sit down and listen to them all together, in one setting, I usually listen to Gene's first, then Peter's, then Paul's, then Ace's. That's the that's the order I, I listen to them. And uh, so I'm going to recap what the panel scored real quick, uh, just so you know it's kind of all together. At number ten, they chose "Kiss the Girl Goodbye." At number nine, they chose "That's Kind of Sugar Papa Likes." At eight, "Easy Thing." At seven, "Rock Me Baby." At six, tossing and turning. At five, don't you let me down. At four, hooked on rock and roll. At three, I'm gonna love you. At two, you matter to me. And at number one, I can't stop the rain. All right, so who's next? Well, we've done Gene, we've done Peter, and you know what? Since I've already mentioned the order that I listen to the albums, I'm going to go to the next album that I listen to. So that means starting tomorrow on my way to work, I'll be listening to Paul Stanley's solo album because we're going to do Paul next, people. And I'm not saving the best for last. I'm just saying that's the order I chose to do it. So by the time you see this video, the post will already be up to get your list in for Paul Stanley's solo album. 
and I'm expecting a pretty big turnout for Paul's and Ace's albums, Rick, don't mm-hmm. you think? Oh, yeah, totally. I think we'll have this, the people that's always there, but I think we're going to have some people that's going to chime in that are that are hardcore Paul fans. Because I think if if two members of KISS have the most hardcore fans, it's Paul and Ace. Yep. Hands down, Paul and Ace have the most hardcore fans. Yep. So the next two albums are going to be very interesting. So that's all I've got, guys. I hope that you, uh, my voice wasn't too bad. Rick, was my voice too bad? Nope. Okay. Well, I'm ready to go drink me some milk and honey before I start editing this up to get it out as fast as I can. Did I say milk and honey? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Tea and honey. (laughs) I was going to say, oh. Milk and honey. All right. Maybe he has a secret recipe. I don't know. Yeah, to go ahead and just stuff my voice out to the point where I can't talk at all. All right, guys, that's all I've got. Be sure to follow my partner in Rick from It's All For You Demon. Thank you. Follow, check him out, social media, YouTube. Give him a like. Give him thumbs up. Give him a subscribe. And we will catch you in the next video. Thanks for watching.